We are live. Again, December 21st, 2020. Let's talk about superhuman powers. People probably think I'm crazy. I am not. So I'm going <clears> to... <throat> superhuman powers or a gift. Uh, mine is... Um, being able to slow things down whenever it's at a high speed. Meaning... Let's use a... F- um, when I like when I played football, when I would play football, I could like it was happening so fast, but I could see the defenders out of my the peripherals, and everything would just slow down, and I could make the cut or read that I needed to to get where I needed to get. Sounds crazy, right? Yeah, I would agree with you, but. Being me, being me, I can't do that because um, it continued when I started to officiate basketball and as well as coaching, like seeing things from the sideline um, or even in the stands, seeing things when I'm uh, just watching as <coughs> as a fan. Um, sorry, I had to get my liquid in my throat. Um, and so what I mean by that is I've officiated uh, lots of games, um, very, a lot of games. Um, and it's funny that I, I tell you that I've officiated a lot of games, but I have officiated zero since being retired. Zero. And I'm certified. So... Uh, why? I hey, I don't know. Uh, somebody somebody told me it was because of I needed to join the officials association or a league or something like that. I don't know, but anywho, it is. I don't know what noodles she wants. Uh, anyways, um, so when I was I joined them. Uh, military. I uh, officiated a few games for the MWR and even on the boat whenever we deployed or whatever, if they needed to. And because I can officiate better than I can play. Anyways. Um, and then when I actually got out and I was in college, uh, me and my roommate actually applied for the YMCA. He never showed up to officiate, but I did. <clears throat> and I would officiate for the YMCA um, every weekend, unless there was something going on during the week. And she needed me during the week. And then I would do it during the week. Uh, but <clears throat> she even stated that she wanted to get me certified, and she never did. I never, at that time, I didn't know if I wanted to be certified and I didn't know exactly how to get certified. Um, I didn't know, I didn't know what MISHA stood for back then. 
didn't know what it was really for. So, uh, anyways, I refed several games, several basketball games at the YMCA. And I'll never forget, and flag football. And that's how I met Trent Green. Uh, which was crazy because he parked right next to me. And I got out and he saw me grabbing my uniform. And he looked at me and I looked at him and I was like, and he just looked back at me and he put his finger to his lips and was like, shh. And I'm like, Trent Green? <laughs> he was like, yeah, don't tell anybody. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. So me being the type of person I am and the type of person that that the, my parents raised me as, is I didn't bother the man. I didn't run up to him and ask him for an autograph because he was doing a function with his kids. And I didn't want to interfere with that. And what's funny is he, he pulled up in a minivan. <laughs> but um, back to the basketball aspect of officiating. I, I refed a, a basketball game. And I started, I started with, oh, I don't know, probably pre, preschoolers. And I blew the whistle on a walk. <laughs> and I, I remember I called the walk, and then I looked at the uh, coach, because I was the only ref. And I was like, I grabbed the ball, and I walk over there, and I was like, hey. I said, how old are these kids? And they're like, I don't know, preschool age, four or five. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, how do you guys do this? I was like, I'm new. I'm just trying to get a feel for how you guys do it. I'm not trying to step on toes. He's like, well, he's like, so he's like, we we normally give them two or three times calling the walk. And he's like, and this is actually the first game. He's like, so for the first game, two or three weeks, you know, we'll call it. And then he's like, the same team gets the ball back. I'm like, okay, perfect. That's how you used to do it in high school. Not that little, but some of the older kids that were like uh, second, third, first, I think. But, so, you know, I called the travel, give the ball back, and some of, some of the kids were just hilarious. And, um, and then we moved up, you know. Uh, we ended up doing uh, third, fourth, and then I had uh, six, seventh, and eighth graders play. And this is like, I was there all day. So this is me at the end of the day trying to ref six, seventh, and eighth grade. I am five foot seven. And some of these seventh graders were six foot. So they already taller than me. And I met with the coaches and I said, hey, it's only me. I'm going to do the best that I can just being me by myself. I said, I'm going to call anything and everything that I see. And they said, all right, too easy. Sounds good. And uh, I tell you what, I was, I, I was wore out after that game. Um, but I was running from one end of the court to the other end of the court because these kids were fast breaking now. These kids were fast breaking or breaking. And I was like, Jesus, Christmas. I'm trying to look for needles here because I'm doing dinner. I don't know what needle shot I to use, but we're going to use some pinion. Um, and I remember I was, I was running down the court and this kid came out of 
he was it was a fast break and he he went up for a layup and this kid came out of nowhere and just swatted the ball right off the backboard and I I planted because it was a clean block and I planted because the ball bounced off the backboard went the other direction and the the team that got it was the team that blocked it so I immediately started running back down to the other side and one of their kids went up to block and just foul, foul, foul. So I blew the whistle. Is this what you want? Good. Put them in there. Oh, yeah. Could be your thermostat. That's probably your thermostat. Huh? I don't know. I'll look at it tomorrow. But I called a foul. Did this and that. After the game, I was just, like, I sat down um, one of the bench areas. I don't know if you wanted one box or two. Uh, I sat down and both coaches came over and said, hey, man, that's probably the best game that we've had officiated all year. I said, what? And they said, you did a better job by yourself than most officials do with two guys. I said, oh, no, you're just being too kind because there was only one. He's like, no, I'm being serious. So I took that to heart. And I said, thank you. And then uh, because it was a YMCA facility, I had to wait for everybody to leave, and then I had to lock up, but the parents were standing around, I, I never tried to, you know, push anybody out of the gym, they were standing around, they were talking, and I'm sitting there, and one of the parents came by and offered me a Gatorade, and I said, no, thank you, I said, uh, I've got some money in my, my car, I just haven't been out there because I've just been running all day and I've just been running to the water fountain. And they said, no, sir, take this, replenish yourself because you just look beat. And I said, well, I am pretty tired. Um, and then all the parents came over and I was like, oh, man, this is not good. They're going to jump me. <laughs> but all the parents came over and they, they told me or they thanked me for an outstanding job on officiating, I kept it fair, and not only when I called a foul, I would explain to them, if they looked at me confused, I would explain to them why I called the foul, which I guess a lot of, back then, a lot of officials didn't do, or maybe they still don't do to this day, um, and I said, well, I said, this is, this is where I'm at with officiating, I said, I love to officiate. And if it's something I love, I'm going to be passionate about it. And I enjoy running up and down the court, interacting with the coaches, interacting with the, the players. I said, my purpose of refing is not like most people. It's not really for the money. I think she was paying me $8 an hour. Um, I think. Because I wasn't certified. Or maybe it was 10 I don't remember. But I said, I said, I enjoy this. I said, I enjoy, like, if I call a travel on, 
on a kid and he turns around and looks at me like, did you just really call it travel? And I'll tell him, like, yeah, I did. You moved your pivot foot before you put the ball on the floor. Uh, because growing up, one of my big issues was watching the NBA and they didn't call the travel. They didn't call, you know, the hard fouls, uh, this, that, and the other. So I said, if I ever ref, I'm going to, I'm going to be the one that, you know, makes a difference. Um, and one of the parents, and it happened to be the parent that I called the blocking foul on and said, Hey, my son is, I can't remember what number he was, 20, 25, maybe 24. I don't remember. Um, and I said, yes, sir. And he was like, you called the blocking foul down here in the second half? I said, yes, sir, I did. And he said, I want you to know that all year he's been getting away with that. And they've been calling the charge. And you were the first one that called a blocking foul. My first instinct was to be mad. Then I, I realized that I've been telling my son that he was taking baseline and that, or the kid was, to, any kid that took baseline, he was trying to get over there, but he wasn't doing it fast enough. And you called the blocking foul. I said, well, I said, he started to move to the baseline and he would have been fine because he had the step on the kid with the ball if he would have kept going. He hesitated after. He moved once, hesitated, and then tried to get to the baseline uh, to get the charge, but he hesitated. And in that hesitation, I said, you know as well as I do, basketball is a fairly fast game, and it's only getting faster. And he's like, yes. I said, so you can't, you can't afford to hesitate. You're going to get called for the foul every time. And he was like, no, I, I agree, and I appreciate it. Um, so there's that. And then I, um, you know, when I was in Oklahoma, I got certified in Oklahoma, which I think ran out in 2019, I think. But anyways, I was certified in Oklahoma, and I went to officiate a game. I was nervous, and the first person that pulls up uh, comes up and drives by my truck, and he looks at me, and he said, what are you here for? I said, uh, officiating, and he's like, man, I should choke you right now. I knew the guy. He was my defect manager, my dining facility manager, and I said, what do you mean? And he was like, I asked you when we were doing flag football if if anybody wanted to form a team for officiating. And I was like, oh, I don't remember that. He's like, you don't remember that? He's like, I talked about it three or four times during the season. I was like, I don't remember. I don't remember all that. And he was like, all right. So this is my first game. And it had been, oh, I don't know, three or four years probably when I officiated. Um, so I knew I was going to be rusty. I just didn't know how rusty and I didn't know how long it would take me to blow the whistle, uh, because of fear or whatever. It didn't take long. Uh, you know, I, I was officiating and 
I blew the whistle. My first whistle ended up being a technical. <laughs> the kid, I was underneath the basket. The kid, uh, the kids were pushing underneath the basket, which is fine. Um, if it, as long as it doesn't get out of control. If it starts to get out of control, then I'll blow the whistle. It wasn't getting out of control, but something happened to one of the kids, and he didn't like it. And this, they're running down the court again, and this kid stops, turns around. And goes back to this kid and blankly says, you, you, you effing do that again and I'll whoop your ass type deal. And I just happened to be lucky enough that I was standing right there uh, running down the court whenever he said that. And I blew the whistle and I called the technical. And uh, the guy that I was referring to. Refugees. He was the senior official. He come running over, and he's like, oh, what, "What happened?" So I told him. He's like, "Okay, yep, good call." Um, so the other team shot, blah blah blah, and I went to. I don't even remember some of these places I went to. Uh, I I went to this one school, and they had us changing in the utility room with a mop bucket, and it was not very big. And I said, man, it is whatever year it is, 2012, 2013. You would think that we got better facilities than this. But anyways, the guy that I ended up riffing with there was actually from Missouri as well. And uh, we were talking. And we were uh, riffing together. And um, this kid came in oh before the game um we walked out and we would always walk out look at both teams uh walk to the center of the court kind of like the way they do it here we walked to the center of the court and then we would face the uh scorekeeper he would watch one team i would watch the other team he would tell me what he found i would tell him what he found and i said hey that sleeve it was either a sleeve or it was a headband. Um, I said, that's not authorized. I was like, I don't think. I was like, can you verify that? He's like, no, you're right. I said, okay. I said, just making sure. Um, so then, you know, there's, uh, I don't know, about five minutes left in the warm-ups. And, and we start walking toward the score table. And, you know, we... Put our officials numbers in there and this that and the other and then we grabbed the coaches and i told the coach i was like hey he's got a number blah 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 he's got to take that off and he was like seriously i said yeah he's like he's been playing with it all year i said i don't care i said it's not allowed it's per the rule book it's not allowed um so he wasn't happy about that but he did make him take it off um and what's funny is I wrecked a game for him again, like, a week later. And I told him the same thing. Like, hey, you got to take that off. And the coach is like, we've been doing it all year. And I said, I know. You told me that the last time that I wrecked you. And I told you the same thing. And he was like, oh, okay. But anyways, during that game, um, you know, we had our meeting. Sorry, I was reading the text. Uh, 
we were having a, a game and this this kid came down and he did the Euro step and it caught me off guard the first time. And I, in my head, I'm already seeing this and I started counting steps and I was like, one, two, three, and I blew the whistle. Um, I blew the whistle and called the travel. And man, that coach was irate. And I was like, what are you so irate about? He was like, that's, uh, that's not a walk. And I was like, well, technically it is. And he was like, well, no, technically it's not. And I said, coach. I said, he hopped. He, he dribbled with his, when he put the ball on the floor, his right foot came down. I said, he then did not dribble again, hopped over to the left side, came back to the right. So he has his left foot down and then goes back to the right, puts his right foot down, and then puts his left foot down and goes up. I said, that's three steps. I said, the hop being one and then two, three. No, I've never heard it explained that way. And I said, I'm telling you. That's a walk. And uh, what's funny about that is uh, I called it all night. They didn't like it. They still won the game. They just didn't like it. Um, and then after the game, I uh, went into the locker room and grabbed some stuff. And the, uh, the other official was like, hey, man. He's like, can you explain to me why you were calling that a walk? So I explained it to him. He's like, I never thought about it that way. He's like, but you're absolutely right. He's like, the Euro steps a walk. I said, yeah. I said, and I said, technically, I said, let's think about this. I said, if he dribbles the ball on the ground and then dribbles it, and then you know how you, you dribble and you take a step and you're going in for a layup, but he doesn't do the layup. Say he dribbled it and he's going to pick it up. So he, he dribbles, his left foot comes down and he jumps over to another spot. That's a travel. And he was like, yeah, I never thought about that either. I said, yeah. He's like, how'd you catch it? I said, I said, the game slows down for me. I said, everything inside, I don't know why. When I'm underneath the basket or even when I'm up top, I said, it's not all the time. I said, but if I focus, I said, Everything will slow down. I said, just like when he did the crossover and I called a double dribble. I said, he was irate. The coach was irate. He's like, yeah. He's like, how'd you get the double dribble? I said, so he's at the top and he fakes one way and he brings the ball really low for the crossover and he, he switches hands, right? And then he, he's got it in his left hand, and he does another crossover. Well, when he's doing the other crossover, he got it too low, and the other guy stepped up. So he, he dribbled it with his left hand, went to go to the right hand, couldn't get control of it, and hit it with um, – and when he did pick – when he finally got control of it, he thought that he could dribble again. But he just picked it up and, and dribbled instead of trying to dribble it, you know, and he's like, no, yep, I get you. 
I get you. I got it. So, yeah, I'm a little weird when it comes to things. Uh, slow down. I'm looking for a strainer. They're never where they're supposed to be. Why? All kinds of bowls, but no strainers. These noodles are going to get... Oh, there's one. Um, so, it's... I don't know how to explain it other than I'm weird, and that's just the way, you know, I know how to explain it is things tend to slow down when I officiate um, certain aspects of the game type situation. Um, trying to cool the noodles out. A lot of people think I'm weird for cooling noodles off, and then my wife decides to come up after I've already cooked all of dinner because she just wanted me to cut the chicken. Your noodles are done. I cooked them. See? Now she's mad again. Uh, so I'm going to wrap this podcast up before she starts throwing knives at me. What? You didn't use all the fucking ass. Last time it wasn't very Because I only used one can. Oh my. Oh Lord, baby Jesus, help me with this one. She said she still loves me. She doesn't want to kill me. Now what are you doing? All right, we'll be back after this commercial break. All right, with that, I'm gonna. Why do you gotta? Why do you gotta cuss all the time? Stop! Stop! Let me sign off before you start going irate. Oh, look, he heard. Who has kitchen today? Who? Had, what did you do today? Nothing. Huh? Oh, uh, what about your room? You won't go to another basketball practice until that room stays clean. Man, see how mean I am? Again, thank you all for listening to the number the number one uh, podcaster in Bates County, which is Muscle Brigade. Until next time, we're signing off.